you're listening to a message from Kaleo Phoenix, a church plant in downtown Phoenix that creates space for people to practice the ways of Jesus together. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, band. Good evening, Kaleo. Good to see you all. Glad you're here. I, I feel like I want to like invite you to like come and sit with me, but we, we won't do that because I don't know about you if you heard about, yeah, okay. <laughs> It's out there. So we're, we'll, we'll, we'll keep our distance uh, as best we can today, which is ironic because we are going to conclude our time uh, with a meal together, but we'll be outside and moving about a little bit more to make that happen. Um, but I do just want you to know that it feels like to me that we should be closer to one another, which is maybe like all of us going into 2022 have some semblance of like this feeling that we should be closer to one another, which is actually probably a theme a little bit in what we're going to talk about today. And I did not plan that. We've missed, we've missed you. We did. We missed you for a couple weeks. Uh, we, we weren't in this place. We, we shared an online prayer guide with you. you. You can always go back and utilize that. And then we recorded um, a little bit of a music guided prayer gathering for, for 2022 as well. And so that's still up there online and you can go check that out as well. I don't actually know how to tell someone to find that Instagram, Kaleo PHX on Instagram, and it's there. You can watch that. But there still is something that uh, we, we feel or we sense when we're not together in, in a place. And so um, I believe every time we gather here together, that there's something unique unfolding as God's people say, God, speak to us. We, we need you. Meet us here. And that's fitting because this is the first Sunday of the season of Epiphany. And Epiphany is, a, is, is this season, in fact, where we lean into God's revelation, God's manifestation, God's communication with us. And so really all I want to do this evening is I, I desire for us to experience in some tangible way the love of God, and I desire for us to listen for the voice of God. And you'll see how those things overlap in a moment because our passage is the baptism of Jesus found in Luke 3. But before we get there, I'm going to read a poem by Madeline Langle called An Epiphany because I think it will serve as an invitation to us. It's short and to the point, and I'll read it and then I'll pray. An Epiphany by Madeline Langle. Unclench your fists. Hold out your hands. Take mine. Let us hold each other. Thus is his glory manifest. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are here with us. As you're reminding us in Scripture where we gather together, God, you meet us. And so we, we welcome you. We invite you to teach us. We invite you to draw us to your loving presence by way of prayer or singing or this passage or our imaginations or the meal we're about to share. But let us come to know you more and let us learn to love one another in the process. I pray that you'd give me your words to speak, that we would come to know you more love you more, and receive the love you offer us. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. 
So there was a time, not that long ago, but I mean, in my life, it feels like a season ago, I guess, where I began to explore and learn what it means to listen to God. And during this season of trying to explore and learn what it means to listen to God, uh, I just kept asking God to speak to me. Just, what do you want to say to me, God? What do you want to say to me? What do you want to say to me? I don't know if any of you can relate to that or if you've desired to hear God speak to you, which even just saying it like that opens up a, a whole discussion, right? Because what does that even mean or how does that uh, voice come to us? And, and all I kept hearing and by hearing, I mean like in the depths of me, right? Like in my interior, over and over again, I kept hearing. Every time I'd say, God, would you speak to me? Would you say something to me? I would hear, you are my son and you are loved. And every time I'd hear that, I'd be like, but what else? Like, but what, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Like, right, there's gotta be more. And, I, and I've been reflecting on that because as you'll find in this passage, there's a very prominent speaking component in it. And I just keep thinking, why is it so hard for me anyway, maybe you too, but to receive these words from God? Like, why couldn't I let it sink down into my very being, like soak in this love and belonging that God was offering me and communicating to me? Why did I think I wasn't hearing God or that I was missing the rest of what he had to say? And why did I think God always has something more to say? This was my wrestle in this season of learning to explore what it means when God speaks to us. And maybe you can relate to that. Brennan Manning says this. He says, the confession of John the Apostle that God is love is the fundamental meaning of the holy and adorable Trinity. The Trinity is God, is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which we'll get to in a moment. He goes on and he says this. He says, put bluntly, God is sheer being in love. And there never was a time when God was not love. The foundation of the furious longing of God is the father who is the originating lover, the son who is the full expression of that love, and the spirit who is the original and inexhaustible activity of that love, drawing the created universe into itself. Luke 3, 21 and 22 reads like this. One day, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son. And you bring me great joy. Two verses. When I wanted to talk, oh, I wanted to put together a sermon that was so clever, that linked to the dove and Noah and this ongoing God of peace. I wanted to talk about how reluctant John was to baptize Jesus. And Jesus like knows that's the way it has to be. I don't have any of that. I have like three reflections and then a practice. 
And so first, I just, let's note this, right? One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. Jesus is baptized in a community of baptizees, right? This isn't just some, look at Jesus being Jesus, glory to Jesus. It's like Jesus shows up where all of the other ordinary people seeking out an encounter with God show up to, and he gets baptized there among them. He gets baptized, in fact, by the same person who was baptizing everybody else. And as he was baptized, did you catch what Jesus was doing, at least in Luke's account? Did you catch that? He was praying, which I think is really interesting, right? It says, as he was praying, that's how I know, right? So Jesus shows up to get baptized with everybody else. And he walks into the water, right? The Jordan River, and he's standing in the Jordan River. And he starts praying. His cousin, John the Baptist, is right there hanging out with him. I bet he's praying too. I bet they're all praying. And Jesus is praying, and as he's praying, what happens? The heavens open. Now, do you think everybody saw it? I don't know. Doesn't say. But kind of fun to think about, right? I don't know. The heavens opened in some fashion and in some form, and it says what? That the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, which means it's really hard to describe the Holy Spirit. Okay, we're not totally sure how the Holy Spirit fell on Jesus that day when he went and stood in the Jordan River, but he did. So now we have Jesus, as Brennan Manning says, this full expression of love. We have the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. The Spirit is the original and inexhaustible activity of love. And then we have a voice from heaven. Any guesses on who that could be? Come on, just give a guess. God? God, is that you? Right, I think, I think so. I think so. A voice from heaven said, this is how we think this, right? You are my dearly loved son. It must have been Father God. And what? And I, I don't know, it's like, don't, don't lose this spot. And you bring me great joy. And before my riff comes to an end, name, if you can, all of the miracles, all of the teachings, all of the things that Jesus has accomplished before this moment. Right? The Jesus we know follows this moment, but at this moment in time, as he's praying amongst a whole group of people who've gathered to encounter a God to set them free, he hears that he is loved dearly, and he brings God joy, and he hasn't done a thing. Wherever the Spirit of God is present, there's love. Always. 
always, right? And, there, and there's gonna be more fruit that grows from the place where the spirit of God is present. There's gonna be joy and there's gonna be peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. Because Jesus didn't stay in the baptismal waters. He got up out of them and that spirit that was now in him brought forth that fruit. So neither do we stay in the baptismal waters, right? But what happens if we're gonna begin to hear these words that you are loved and you bring God joy, we're all gonna do this. We're all gonna go, so like, where do I go and what do I do? Right, that was, that was my whole issue when I first started. Like, God, what do you wanna say to me? And I was like, well, where do you want me to go and what do you want me to do? And God's just like, you are loved and you're my son. And I'm like, yeah, but where should I go? And what should I do? Parker Palmer writes this. He says, the human self also has a nature, limits as well as potentials. If you seek vocation, which is a fancy way of saying, where do I go and what do I do? Without understanding the material you are working with, what you build with your life will be ungainly and you may well put lives in peril, your own and some of those around you. He says, faking it in the service of high values is no virtue and has nothing to do with where to go or what to do. It's an ignorant, sometimes arrogant, attempt to override one's nature and it will always fail. So, if you are like me and you face the temptation to rush along without taking into yourself your God-given birthright that you are loved to the very core of your being and your existence brings God joy, then we will fall flat. We'll keep asking the same question over and over again. It's why I wanted more when I began to listen for the voice of God. Jesus received what God said to him. He wasn't faking it because Jesus knew who he was. That's what's so compelling when Jesus comes up out of the baptismal waters as one who is loved by God and brings him joy and how he then begins to exist in the world. That is his foundation as a human and he never wavers from that. He shows us a way to live in our truest God-given identity and go into the world and bear fruit. Jesus knew the material he was working with, so to speak. So let's look at this again. One day, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. And again, here we witness the fullness of love is present here. God as father speaking, son receiving, and spirit descending. This is the image of God. And there's this challenge, and it's a challenge for any of us who've spent time in faith circles, is that we have a tendency to get our image of God distorted. And we begin to think that God acts in certain ways, often where, I don't know, in the West, I suppose, we end up in this place where we think God's always mad at us for not accomplishing something, not doing better, being better. 
And here at Jesus' baptism, this image of God that unfolds is one tied and knit together by love. It's the image of God, Son, Father, Spirit, mutually dependent, moving together, embracing one another, holding one another together. That, God, is the voice speaking. I want, that's what I want us to remember. That loving God right there is the voice that is speaking to us. Not just us even as individuals, but that communal picture of God is actually speaking all of us into communion. Communion with God, communion with one another. That's always been God's plan. We cannot be who God created us to be by ourselves. We are loved, we bring God joy, and we need each other. And I think that's one of the most refreshing reminders we could receive at the beginning of 2022. Like, let's start there. So if we're gonna be people who listen to this voice, this voice that to its core is love manifested, how do we determine God's voice? How, how, how? Like, what is this secret sauce? How do we know the voice from heaven that might say, you are my dearly loved child and you bring me great joy? All right, there's not a secret sauce. But I have a hint. The hint is, even beginning in this place, would you tell yourself that you are dearly loved as you are? Are you prone to say that? Probably not, right? We're all kind of like, I'm not sure if I'm that lovable, or at least on certain days. This is the kind of thing that the one who created you would say. And if we write our image of God founded in this mutuality of surrendering, giving love, then that's what the voice sounds like. And every time you hear from God, however you hear from God in your gut or on a page or in the scriptures or audibly, if that voice is the one that speaks that message of love, that's God. That's God. And I think what's so compelling about this, at least for me, is that you'll be surprised how often God's speaking to you if you tune your ear to that voice. So, let's practice. Let's practice. Band, you guys can come up, and you're going to stand up here for a little bit, so beware. And you're going to stay here for a little bit, so beware. Not like that long. But here's what I want to do. I want to set this up for us so you're not super weirded out. And also, I'm not that worried that you'll be weirded out. This is just a, a contemplative prayer practice in which we sit and imagine ourselves encountering this God of love. But what I'll do is I'll move you through it as we go. So here's the thing. It's as much as you want to participate, right? You can sit here and do whatever you want. You can sit here, write stuff, read stuff, text stuff, think stuff. I don't care. The invitation is 
to follow me as I guide us on these little prompts as we encounter God who I think wants to tell all of us afresh that you are loved and you bring God joy. And it's so much better when he tells you that than when I remind you of it. So here's, here's what I want you to do. So lest it doesn't seem too, too strange because I actually think you could do this on your own or with other people. Would you find a posture of prayer that's comfortable for you? Whatever that looks like. Now, we're prone to be head bowers and eyes closers and hand folders. Uh, many of us have been taught that way. You can actually pray anyway. You don't have to do that. Most common way is to lay prostrate on the ground. Um, so, if you want. Uh, but the idea would be that your body positions itself in such a way that aligns with the expectation of your heart. That you would believe in your posture, in the way you sit or move or lay or whatever you do, that there would be this expectation that God will meet you. So once you find that position, I'm just gonna prompt you along as you go. You don't have to say anything out loud. Just in the own quiet of your own self. And when I'm finished, I'll wrap us up. Take one deep breath. As we begin, if you could meet God anywhere at all for a one-on-one -on -one conversation, where would you meet God? Begin to envision that place. Maybe a beach, a mountain, a room. If you could meet God anywhere, where would you meet God? Find yourself there. Take in the surroundings. Maybe the smell of the place. Familiar object or landmark. And as you wait in this place, God comes to meet you. But how? How would God come to meet you? Begin to envision God meeting you, maybe as a, a friend or a teacher, a father, a lover, a mist, I don't know. But God's coming to meet you. As God shows up in this special place you've chosen to meet God, so you picture God in this place. Look God in the face. What expression would you see from the all-embracing, loving, caring, compassionate God? As God looks back at you, ask God now, 
What is the first thing you want to say to me? And listen. That first instinct that rises up in you is what I would guess what God wants to say. Now let's talk to God for a moment. If there's a, a problem you've been carrying, a question, a challenge, a grief, ask God, what would you give me in exchange as a gift? If you were to give God your problem or challenge or grief or question, say, God, what would you give me in exchange? Because God does not force God's self on you. You're asked, does this trade interest you? If it does, just say, God, you can have it. And I want you to take stock of your surroundings again. This God you are encountering right now is the God who is full of pure love and hospitality. And this God is most known in the person of Jesus, the manifested self-expression of love with skin on the God who is love, the face of God, Jesus Christ loves you so much. And this Jesus, this one who loves us is here now. Would you ask this Jesus who's met you in this place Tell me whatever good news you have for me, Jesus. And listen to him. God of love, however you met any of us here, May we be reminded that this love embodied by this kind of meeting is how you want to mark us. So fill us fresh with the love of your spirit. Fill us up to overflowing God. so that we might, just as Jesus did, rise from the baptismal waters that define us as your dearly loved children who bring you joy and send us on our way, carrying that in the depths of our being. You love us so. Thank you for meeting us here. Thank you. 
For more resources or information about Kaleo, please visit our website at kaleophx.com or follow us on social media. If this episode has been helpful to you, let us know or share it with someone you know.